And tonight we're gonna to talk about the new moon in Scorpio. We'll talk about Scorpio season and what that energy means. We'll talk about the three archetypes of Scorpio. We're also gonna talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon with Swati Nakshatra. We'll talk a little bit about Diwali. And we're gonna talk about the other astrological events going on right now, the planetary retrogrades, what's going on with this opposition to Uranus, what's going on with Mars and Mercury. It's a good time to tune into what's going on in the cosmos because it's a little wild right now as we move into what we call the shadow seasons. Namaste, and welcome to the Follow Your Path podcast. I'm your host, Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, intuitive, emotional alchemist, and channeler of the divine, and I've been diving into the world of the spiritual and metaphysical for over a decade now to self-heal my own trauma, become more emotionally stable, and cultivate my manifestation magic. I am so excited to now be bringing these same tools and techniques to you on this channel. There are a variety of ways for us to work on our higher selves. We can use practices like yoga, meditation, and breath work. We can receive energy work, crystal healing, or pull to row and oracle cards. We can call on our angels, ancestors, spirit guides, spirit animals, or more or maybe we find more alignment with astrology and the moon. I'm going to hold space for it all here on this channel. As you navigate each episode, I hope you find the guidance and wisdom you need to find your own path of self-healing and magic. May you become confident and courageous enough to continue to follow the path that best serves you. Thank you so much for tuning into this channel and trusting me to be a part of your unique journey. It truly is an honor to do this work and be here. Let's dive into today's episode. Okay, I think that we are good to get started. I'm gonna take a deep breath just to drop in. I do invite you to join me if you would like. Just take a nice, Good, comfortable seat, sitting tall here. Let's take a deep breath overhead if you'd like. Bring hands to heart, exhale. If you wanna do that two more times, feel free to join me. Welcome to our virtual new moon circle. If this is your first time tuning in with me, my name is Vina Lene Rachel. I'm a moon priestess, an intuitive, an emotional alchemist, and a channeler of the divine. And I lead these new moon and full moon circles for free in the virtual world to help you learn what's going on in the astrology, um, in the, or in the astrology of the world, what's going on with the moon and what's going on with 
like Vedic astrology, um, just kind of everything that this moon has to offer or each moon has to offer. So I'm excited that you're here and joining me. And tonight we're going to talk about the new moon in Scorpio. We'll talk about Scorpio season and what that energy means. We'll talk about the three archetypes of Scorpio. We're also going to talk about the Vedic astrology of this moon with Swati Nakshatra. We'll talk a little bit about Diwali. And we're going to talk about the other astrological events going on right now, the planetary retrogrades, what's going on with this opposition to Uranus, what's going on with Mars and Mercury. It's a good time to tune into what's going on in the cosmos because it's a little wild right now as we move into what we call the shadow season. So I welcome you to our circle tonight. Before we dive any deeper, I like to bring in the five elements and invite in the five directions. I'm gonna start with the elements, bringing in the element of earth through the crystal of clear quartz. I have a really beautiful clear quartz point here. It's a pretty big generator. And clear quartz is good to use right now with Scorpio energy because we are in this time of darkness. We are moving into the shadow season. It's a really beautiful time to be activating our inner wisdom and our intuition. And clear quartz can help us do that. The other thing I love about clear quartz is it really activates all of the chakras. It helps to cleanse and purify our energy. It can almost be used as a um, master, well, it is a master crystal, but you can use it as a master stone to set the grid for your other crystals. Um, it's a good one just to have in your crystal toolkit. So I invite you to use clear quartz tonight with this new moon or just take in the energy of this clear quartz point. Oh, look how beautiful that is and what it has to offer you. My camera's doing a good job of focusing tonight. Hey. The odds are in our favor. The last moon circle was, whew, it was a bumpy ride, y'all. <laughs> we were in that post uh, shadow phase of Mercury and I could not get my words underneath me. So I'm actually gonna set this behind us tonight. We'll put it right there with the candle. Let that energy of the light come out. All right, I'm also bringing in the earth energy of Palo Santo. I have like the tiniest, tiniest, little piece of Palo Santo right now. I have others, but I thought that this would be the perfect one to use right now as we're symbolizing all things death, letting go, starting over, starting anew. So I'm going to let this Palo Santo really burn tonight and cleanse our space. Now, I also want to mention that I source my Palo Santo ethically. I get it from a reliable place. I make sure that it's harvested from dead trees um, and, you know, got all that good juju with it. Um, Palo Santo does represent death because it is collected from trees that have been dead for several years, almost like seven plus years. And then at that point, the resin kind of has a chemical reaction that when it ignites with fire, um, it creates a really, really cleansing smoke, a purifying smoke, both physically and spiritually. So I just want to get this lit and then I'm going to set it in my shell. Yeah. And we're just going to let this burn tonight because we're letting go of what no longer serves for good. We've had the final harvest. It's over. 
There we go. Now I'm not gonna burn my fingers. All right. And we're just gonna let that smoke go. So we're gonna cleanse it to you. The tech that I'm using, I'm gonna take it behind me. This space is pretty pure. It's my yoga studio, so I smudge a lot. I'm gonna go ahead and actually get that going just a little bit more if I can without setting my finger on fire. Air signs playing with fire. <laughs> I am a Libra, for those that don't know. All right, there we go. So I'm, this is actually just burning now, so I'm just gonna let that go. I'm gonna let that smoke burn and purify our space, smudge everything out. I'm also bringing in the element of fire through this little candle tonight. This is a brand new candle. So we're gonna light that as well. And I'm gonna let that just burn. Actually, I think I'll put it right here. And then we're gonna use that later on in our circle. All right. Finally, bringing in the water element, I would suggest using the oil Arbor Vitae right now. Arbor Vitae, A-R-B-A-R, no, A-R-B-O-R-V-I-T-A-E. Um, it's the tree of life oil. So we're honoring a lot of generational wisdom right now. And by the way, Douglas fir, the oil of generational wisdom is good to use right now too. But we're also looking back at our reflective history. We're releasing what no longer serves so that we can begin as a new collective as much as we're releasing what no longer serves to begin within ourselves. So if you have Arbor VT, it's a good one to have in your toolkit. Um, if you're working with ancestral stuff, trying to break ancestral karma, trying to um, reprogram certain codes, uh, this could be a great oil to use in your meditations. So I'm... Um, I'm just gonna smell it. I'm not gonna put it on my skin. It's a pretty strong oil. It almost smells kind of like a melaleuca, but not quite. It's got like a grounding aspect to it as well. It's just a really unique scent. And it weirdly brings me back to my childhood and I don't know what that's about. And I instantly smelt a smell there that came back to my childhood, which is strange. But yeah, tree of life oil can be really good to use right now during this new moon portal. And then the fifth element is the technology that we're using to connect to. It's this ether space uh, where we come together every new moon and full moon to talk about what's going on. And the great thing I love about the ether, it withstands time, it withstands space, which means that you're receiving all of the energy of these elements that I've just brought into our circle. And it doesn't matter whether you're here in um, the live video, if you're catching the replay, it also means that you're receiving all of the energy of this entire circle, no matter when you tune in. So it's a really strong collective energy that we're in right now. No matter at what point that you're tuning into this video, know that you are contributing to the energy of the rest of the people that will come into this transmission into the future. So we really wanna make sure that this is a pure space, that this is a space where we can really receive the messages that we need to hear and that the energy is potent for everything to come through. So with that, I'm actually going to ignite this smoke one more time, and I'm gonna bring it in a clockwise direction to invite in the five directions. And feel free to join me in this prayer if you would like, or just listen. Calling on 
the guides and the guardians of the East to be in our circle now with the element of air. Air brings in new beginnings. Air brings in the winds of change. We trust in this wind energy now as we blow and clear away what doesn't serve to begin on this new moon. And we thank the guides and guardians of the East for being here. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the South with the element of fire. Being in Diwali, the festival of light. Being in a time of a dark moon where we have to find our inner light. We thank you for the fire of source energy and our ability to connect to it with this new moon. And we thank the guides and guardians of the South for being here. We also invite in the guides and guardians of the West with the element of water, that scorpion water energy. Also bringing in a feeling of purification, helping us to feel renewed, rebirthed. We thank the water element for helping us to move our emotions through, helping us to be fluid. And we thank the guides and guardians of the West for being here. And we also invite the guides and guardians of the North to be in our circle with the element of Earth. Gravitational pull to the Earth's core is stronger right now in this new moon. We're thankful for this sensation of feeling grounded. Feeling that low-lying sensation of the scorpion energy as well. And we look for the wisdom of that tonight as we thank the guides and guardians of the North for being here. We also call on the guides and guardians of the spirit world the ether, the cosmos, the rest of the universe, anything beyond this veil, beyond this planet. We call on the angels and archangels. We call on our spirit guides and spirit animals. We call on our protectors. We call on our guardians. We call on our ancestors. We call on the cosmic races, the other entities of light that need to be here now to bring in any messages that we need to hear. And we thank the guides and guardians of the spirit realm for being in our circle now. Deep breath in, deep breath out. And with that, our circle is sealed. And I'd like to know how you're feeling with this new moon. Feel free to put it in the comments. By the way, even if you're tuning into the replay, feel free to put it in the comments so that um, I can respond to it. I do respond to those later comments. I'm also interested to know, I already know the answer to this. I know there's at least one Scorpio here. <laughs> but do we have any other Scorpions on the transmission, either now or in the future? I'd be curious to know because this is the Scorpio new moon. And we are in Scorpio season, the sun season of Scorpio. So there's a lot of heavy Scorpio energy, also because Mars is in Scorpio and Mercury is just, just on the cusp of going there, just at the end of Libra on the cusp of Scorpio. 
So lots of energy with the cosmic scorpion tonight. And what does that mean? <laughs> Amy says, who me? Yes. <laughs> yes, it's you. Um, it's, you know what? This is so funny. I'll tell this actual story. Um, I had a random private client last night I'd never met before come in for a private session, and I just sensed that they were a Scorpio. And after talking to them after their session, turns out they're not a Scorpio, but they're Scorpio rising. So the Scorpio energy is strong right now with this moon. It's really interesting. Um, Scorpio is most likely known as the cosmic scorpion, right? Low-lying scorpion, a lot of times scorpions are described as kind of like darker people, maybe more that emo goth atmosphere, um, but that's not true. That's not true at all. It really just means that Scorpios are very aware of the earthly human experience, okay? And even though scorpion energy is the scorpion, right, the low-lying scorpion, it's not an earth element. It's not an earth sign. It's a water sign because Scorpio people intensely feel, intensely, intensely feel. And sometimes they feel so strongly that they have to retreat back into their hard shell to protect themselves and protect their energy because a lot of times they're very sensitive empaths and intuitives. My father was a Scorpio. He was also a medium and he was highly sensitive he was a wonderful, beautiful father because of that, um, but he also went through a lot of depression. And for those of you that know, my father took his own life. Um, so Scorpio energy can have kind of that low line, low frequency energy to it sometimes. But that's not the only archetype of Scorpio energy. We also have the eagle and we have the phoenix. By the way, um, message coming through saying, feeling the push and pull of the Scorpio energy and trying not to sting others emotionally. Yeah, we're gonna talk about that. And said, yes, intensely feel the human experience and my shell is always being used. Yeah, so you feel like you have to defend yourself a lot of times and that's also why you have a hard shell. A lot of times Scorpios um, have more of a hermit energy around them as well. They prefer more isolation because um, when they get in contact with other people, they deeply feel. It also can be really challenging to find the right person for a romantic relationship because of that reason. Um, Scorpios and Scorpios um, are great. Any water elements like Scorpio Cancer, it's a really interesting combination as well. Scorpio Pisces, that sort of thing. Um, but it would be hard for like water earth signs to come together. It kind of creates more muck and mud and icky stuff versus the other. Um, you want more like water, air, or um, water, water are good combinations. I digress. Okay, so let's talk about the two other archetypes. We have the eagle archetype of the Scorpio because Scorpion energy is ultimately about transformation. So at some point, the Scorpion transforms, it grows out of the shell, it decides to rise up and soar. This is when you're starting to take flight. This is when you're starting to look at things with a bigger picture, hindsight, right? 2020 vision clearer vision, clearer knowing, clearer intuition, the clairs, right? Um, I mentioned that Scorpios tend to be intuitive or empathetic. A lot of times they tend to have some of the clair senses, so clairsentience, clairaudience, clairvoyance, etc. Um, path of divination can be really strong with Scorpio energy because Scorpion 
Scorpio energy embraces a lot of darkness, but in the darkness, that's where we find a lot of the mystery, a lot of the metaphysical, a lot of the woo-woo taboo topics that are becoming more mainstream now, but things we didn't always talk about that people used to survive on this earthly plane. So this is a time of transformation, and it's also a time of just seeing more clearly, but that doesn't necessarily mean with our eyes. It means with like our third eye, our inner eye, and our inner knowing and our intuition. Now we also have the Phoenix archetype of the Scorpio, and the Phoenix is about ultimate like transformation and rebirth. When you can no longer be that version of that self that you were before, you don't even want to be that person to the point that you burn it all away. You let yourself have that spiritual death. You have um, an evolution, so to say. So you go through the death, you rise up from the ashes, and then you fly on and you carry forward. And remember that the phoenix constantly does this. The phoenix is born from the ashes, lives its life, chooses to die, combusts, and gets reborn again. So the point being that this phoenix energy, it's not like, number one, if you're a Scorpio, you're like, I'm trying to achieve phoenix archetype. Like you could go through many phoenix um, experiences throughout your life or throughout multiple lives. And if you're not a Scorpio, during this moon, during this lunar cycle with Scorpio influence, you may go through a transformative Phoenix-like experience. You might have some sort of major change or shift that makes you become the person that you can't, you can't go back from the person you were before, if that makes sense. So these are the three archetypes of Scorpio, and these are the energies that are at play right now with this new moon, and will be at play really until the next new moon in Sagittarius on December 4th, but will definitely be into play until Sagittarius season on November 21st. Okay, let's talk about new moons in general. New moons are always a time of new beginnings. It's a new lunar cycle. We have a new month to start working on our goals, to start leaning into um, our intentions, to start taking action on new things, new habits, new shifts, new beginnings, or just taking more action towards the things that we're already working on. I love working with the moon because it gives us an opportunity every 29 days or so, 29-ish um, days to start over and to begin again or to just kind of pause and reflect and see where we are. It's a great check-in point when you um, look at your goals when it comes to manifestation because you can come back and say, oh, okay, this is how things are going right now. This is how I feel. I need to keep working towards this or I need to do something different. From an astronomical perspective, the new moon, it's a time when um, the moon and the sun are in alignment. So you would have the sun over here where that little candle is. You would have the moon right here where my hand is. My, my moon, can't even see it. Oop moons. <laughs> so you have the moons here and then you'll have my head as earth, right? So we can't see the light of the sun right now because the moon is blocking it. So we're in the dark state of the moon. And when that happens, that means that we're not pulled up towards the moon or towards the moon's gravity. Gravitational pull on earth is actually stronger. So we physically feel that in our body. It's a subtle sensation, but because we're pull down more towards earth's center, we feel heavier. We sometimes feel more um, 
lethargic, tired, unmotivated. We could also be in those other low frequency energies, especially because this is Scorpio season, right? So we may be feeling like depressed. We might be feeling anxious. We might be feeling mad, sad, you know, all of the above perfectly normal to experience during a new moon, really perfectly normal to experience during Scorpio energy. One of my candles burned out these candles I've been using for a while, so I'm not surprised, but that's okay. We'll move that candle over. When one candle burns out, we just light another. <laughs> okay, so you've learned about the new moon. You've learned about the new moon in Scorpio. We have to talk about the emotional stuff. Scorpio is a water sign. We're going to feel things in this new moon with Scorpio influence. Now, we might feel things with more fire than normal because Mars, the planet of masculine energy, work and war, is also in Scorpio. And it is really exalted in Scorpio. And it's also exalted because it's combust, Kazemi with the sun right now. Now, when a planet goes combust into the center of the sun, it becomes exalted. So this means that Mars is in one of its ruling signs and highly exalted right now, which means that you might want to go to effing war. <laughs> you might want to go to spiritual effing war right now. You might want to go to war on the forefront. And as Amy said earlier, she's careful not to sting anybody right now because we can want to go to battle. We want to go to battle really strongly, which means we want to do damage. And we do this with our words. We do this with our actions. We do this with our behaviors. We could do it physically, but I think it's going to happen more on an emotionally or intellectual way or in the way that we communicate because Mercury is just right on the cusp of Libra going into Scorpio soon as well. So we're feeling, um, a little bit of a struggle around communication right now because we want to express ourselves, but we know that if we express ourselves fully, we will probably hurt somebody's feelings. We might also be triggered right now more easily than normal just because we're in that like, I want to go to battle mode with Mars being in Scorpio. Um, it's a good time to really be less social. It's a good time to turn within. It's a good time to be a hermit and maybe even sit into some time, into some time of silence because when we work with silence, we start to notice the way that we talk. We start to notice the way that we want to respond. And it can really help us to eliminate that potential of the sting that we project out, you know, when things aren't quite in alignment or quite going our way. Do you have a desire to learn more about the moon? Do you want to know how the moon affects your energy? I have the perfect free event just for you. I made the Moon Magic Masterclass as a way to introduce the basic lunar phases of the moon, the new moon, the half moon, and the full moon to others that were just starting to dive into learning more about lunar energy. This is for somebody that might know nothing about the moon at all, or maybe you were like me and you just knew that the full moon made people crazy and you needed to learn more. This three-part masterclass will help you develop a foundational level of knowledge around the moon and give you the basics of what you need to know in case you want to dive in deeper and learn more. This three-part masterclass will cover the new moon, 
the half moon and the full moon and will help you to understand how the moon moves through a complete lunar cycle and how your energy fluxes and flows along the way. I hope you'll join me for this free masterclass and develop the same love of the moon that I have. You can find out more at venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. That's venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. Once you sign up, you'll be taken to some additional pages on my website and you'll receive an email with more information. You'll also receive part one of your three-part masterclass right away. I hope you enjoy learning more about the moon with me. Again, to sign up for this free class, it's venalinae.com slash free moon masterclass. I'll see you there. I want to shift energy now and I want to talk about things on the eastern side of the world. I want to go into Vedic astrology. Right now on the Vedic side of things, we are in Swati Nakshatra. This moon is in Swati Nakshatra, which is represented by a little plant shooting up out of the ground, okay? And it's the representation of this plant being challenged by the wind that's really the energy of this lunar mansion. Swati Nakshatra is known as the self-starting star. So this little shoot, this little plant that's coming up out of the ground, it's doing it on its own. It's bringing its potential out of the seed. It's pushing its way up out of the dirt, the darkness. It's starting to grow up into the air. It's starting to breathe a little, but with that air and that breath comes the challenge of the wind. And the wind god Vayu rules this star. And so right now we can think about where we're feeling the challenges of windiness in our life. Where are we kind of like being blown around every which way? Where do we feel scattered right now? These are the places that we need to come back to and find more strength, flexibility, and resiliency in order to grow. If we don't embrace those qualities, well, we're just gonna break. But how many plants do you see actually break in the wind? I, I remember that we had this really, really bad storm not too long ago. We had a really crazy hailstorm out here not too long ago. And I remember driving around after like even a couple of days after and looking at all the damage and the plants, the lilies and things like that that had just gotten just beaten and beaten to the ground with the hail were still complete and just bent over a little bit, kind of working their way back up and they weren't broken. And it's really interesting how plants and trees are able to do that. And you know, we can be like that too. We're a part of nature. We're growing here on this planet Earth as natural beings, just like these plants, just like these trees. And when we come into windy situations that blow us and push us around, that push and pull, as mentioned earlier in the comments, you know, we can start to find our strength. It's the opportunity to find our center. It's an opportunity to come back to ourselves so that we continue to root in, ground in, set our foundation and grow. How do we do this? 
We do this with meditation. We do this with sitting in silence. We do this with being with ourselves. We do this with times of journaling, times of dreaming, times of doing the inner work on our shadow side, okay? Swati Nakshatra is a time for us to embrace the possibility of new beginnings. Even in the storms, we know eventually it's going to pass. The sun will come out. We will dry out. We will bloom again. But we have to trust that we're going to make it through. So another aspect of this wind energy, this breath of fresh air, is the breath of life itself. Prana, life force energy, and it's really potent and really strong with this Swati Nakshatra moon right now. So if you're feeling challenged, if you're feeling like you're really like standing the test of the storm right now, I want you to take a deep breath. In fact, I'm going to take a deep breath because we're all going through the storm of it globally right now. Let's take a deep breath in, deep breath out. Like sigh it out, let it go. Let's get into the heart. Breathe into the heart space. Feel that heart expand and receive that prana. And then exhale, soften it. Soften your shell, soften your heart. You're safe here. Inhale again. Exhale. We breathe through it. We can always breathe through it. And if you ever need an anchor to get through challenging times, find your breath, sisters and brothers. Just breathe through it. And we can also always be grateful for that prana and for that breath of life and embracing gratitude, even in the lowest of times, even in the most challenging and darkest of times, if we can just find a little bit of gratitude, even if it's just for that breath we're breathing, for this life we're living, we can spark a light of hope. And that light of hope shines the way for us to follow a path and make it through. Breathe. That's the most advice I can give for this new moon, for this lunar cycle, for everything to come through the rest of the year. Breathe. Now, in Hindu tradition, we're also celebrating the Festival of Lights. We're celebrating Diwali. Diwali is a time to embrace our inner light, to shine through the darkness, as I just mentioned. It's a time to remove our obstacles, to remove what stands in the way, to maybe take a different path. It's a time to call on Ganesha. Om Gom Ganapataye Namaha. Jai Jai Ganesh. We can call on Ganesha. The energy of Ganesha, the archetype of Ganesha, that energy of Ganesha, we can call on him to remove the obstacles, the stuff that's standing in our way right now of our joy, of our ability to embrace gratitude, our ability to see the light. And we can also call on Lakshmi. Lakshmi. Jai Ma Lakshmi. Because she is the goddess of abundance. She is the goddess of luck. And she shows us all that we have to be grateful for. It's not just about money. It can be. She is that goddess of like growing finances. But she's also the goddess of just showing us what we have to be joyful for, what we have to be blissful for, what we have to be grateful for. 
And I was really thinking about this concept today. I was really thinking about that ability to find the bliss no matter what. And I was going back to my journey through India, which happened almost four years ago. I went to India um, in November of 2017. I went there in November and December of 2017. And it was quite the experience. And I could say it was maybe 50-50. It wasn't like it was an amazing experience. It wasn't like it was a horrible experience. It was like right smack dab in the middle. It was a mix of both. And I just witnessed so much suffering in my travels that really impacted me as an empath, as somebody who feels so strongly. And I couldn't understand how people could be so joyful all the time amidst such suffering. People just so poor, living in such impoverished conditions, but so happy dancing with joy every day, shouting to Krishna, you know, embracing the light. And it's because they do that very thing. They embrace the light. And they know that not only does that light exist around them, that that light exists within them. And what else do you really need when you realize you are source? You come from source. You are made of stardust. You are God, goddess, living within the human body experience. If you come from God, you are part of God. If you come from goddess, you are part of goddess. You are that energy of Lakshmi. You have the ability to always be lucky. How lucky are we to be here during this time on this planet, during this great evolution, during this time of the awakening of the golden age? I think I say it all the time. How lucky am I to have this studio to transmit from, to be able to communicate to you through the ether? How lucky are we to come together collectively and heal right now? We're always lucky, we're always abundant, and we always have the ability to embrace joy, and therefore we are that Lakshmi energy inside. And we are the Ganesha energy too. We are the remover of our obstacles. We call on the energy to pull it out of ourselves. We call on that energy to remind ourselves that we have the power to move it out of the way, that we have the power to get in our own way sometimes, that we have to take a different path. Sometimes we have to set a boundary with ourselves. Sometimes we have to stand strong with ourselves and say, no more, we're gonna do something differently. And that's that shadow stuff that we're working on right now too. So that's how we dispel the darkness, right? That's how we cultivate our light. We embrace all this magic and we embrace all of this power. Now, I mentioned the shadow stuff because this is a deep, intense time to be doing the work with your shadow. This is shadow season. And this happened kind of with everything that's been going on, the shift into Scorpio season, All Hallows Eve, Halloween, All Saints Day, Dia de los Muertos, and Samhain. And we're still in the Samhain portal that opened on November 1st. It ends on November 7th. And because we're in that Samhain portal, this is a time to be in the darkness. This is also a time to be in our shadow through the scorpion season, through the time of winter, through the darker, colder, longer nights, not just 
physically, but also emotionally and energetically. This is a time when we get nostalgic. We move towards the holidays. We're with family, and sometimes that brings out darkness, right? We tend to overindulge. We tend to not treat our health at the top of the list, right? We tend to kind of like binge out on food and drink and not take care of ourselves as strongly. We might get down on ourselves as we approach the new year and we look back at all the things that we didn't accomplish or all the letdowns and, you know, the expectations we had that didn't work out. You know, the winter and these dark times, they are shadow months. And it's a time of being down in those lower frequencies. But it's also a time for us to decide how we're going to traverse through that darkness. And we always have free will. I think a lot of times, especially when really, really hard things happen to us, we always want to play that victim role, right? The ego wants to take over and we want to play like that, oh, woe is me. Why does bad stuff always happen to me? Well, it keeps happening to you because you're not making a choice to do something different. And so karma is teaching you the same lesson over and over again until you shift, until you get out of your own way. By the way, Saturn is aligning with this moon as well, and Saturn is the planet of karma. So shadow season is a time to look back at your past, to look back at your mistakes, to look back at your failures, and to look back at the dark aspects and dark side of yourself and ask yourself if you can love it. Ask yourself if you can be grateful for it. I've gone through some pretty crazy times in my past. I mentioned the loss of my father. But believe it or not, that, that experience, it didn't happen right away. It took months and months down the road. But losing my father in that way was a great awakening for me because it happened so suddenly that it became a great spiritual awakening for me. And it put me on the path where I am today. So it might be really weird to say that I am grateful for my father's suicide. Of course, I wish he was still here. Of course, I miss him. Of course, I still am sad and grieve him not being here. It's been 10 years. I still cry over it. But in a way, I'm grateful for it because it woke me up and it brought me out of the corporate world where I was working and it made me make a new choice and take a different path to get where I am today. We have to look back at the hard stuff we go through and find love and gratitude around it because every piece of it helps us become who we are now. Now, shadow work is also about going into our past and maybe the people of our past that might be rising up again. And we have to make those choices, right? Do we have the free will? We can set a boundary with that person. We can invite them in. We can be more neutral. But we need to set the intention that every person we encounter, even if it's from our past, either leaves us with some sort of wisdom or lesson or opportunity for growth in a positive way, right? This or something better. This or something better. It's one of my favorite mantras. 
So if things are coming up from your past, people are coming up from your past, experiences are coming up in your memories or in the real world, just know that there's a lesson there to learn and you've got to kind of journey through and find it. And when you journey through the darkness and you find the lesson and you find the aha moment, that's when you have that spark of light. You shine light on it. You no longer feel the same way about the situation, the person, the experience. It will no longer drag you down in the same way and it will no longer get in your way as you start to grow and carry on and like move forward towards your dreams and towards your goals. This is a time to honor death and the letting go. I've got my little skull friend here. Somebody just gifted this to me this week. See the butterflies? I love this. Death is transformation. I've been talking about it in every yoga class over the past week or so. Lots of death. Because death simply makes space for something new. In Samhain, we believe that the letting go creates more space. That the harvest is done and we have to let that go and we can't hold on expecting more plants to grow now or more fruits to be to, to be offered. <laughs> Vegetables, fruits, seeds, it's all done. So now we have to begin again. Now we have to start anew. Now do you want to plant the same seeds? Do you want to grow the same garden, the same crops? Do you want to have the same series of events repeat itself next year? Do you want to be here during this portal a year from now harvesting the same things? If you do, that's fine. That's great. It's not like you always have to be setting new intentions or always have to be working on your dreams. Sometimes you just need to rest and be grateful and say, wow, that was a great harvest this year. And that energy felt really good. And I think I'm going to plant the same things next year. I think I'm going to work on the same things and see where it goes. Maybe I'll get a bigger fruit or vegetable. Heirloom seeds. Maybe I'm healing things from generations in the past. And I want to keep doing that work on those same things because they're just not quite healed fully just yet. This is a time for us to decide what we want to plant and to decide what we want to let go of. So yeah, light is everywhere, right? Light is in our breath, that life force energy of the prana. Light is in the electricity all around us. Light is in our inner Lakshmi, our inner joy, our inner luck, our inner abundance. Light's in that gratitude of the heart, the electric spark of our heart. It's pure light. With this new moon, embrace the light and dispel the darkness. Believe that you have that strength and resiliency and flexibility to cultivate your own sparks of light when you need it. You have the courage to fan your flames, to go to battle with your shadow side when you need to. Learn to love it all. Learn to grow with it all.
Learn to merge with the darkness. When you merge with the darkness, it becomes the light. Does the full moon make you crazy and you want to understand more? Do you want to dive deeper into the lunar phases and how they affect your energy? Do you want to learn how to align with the moon and use it to reach your goals and manifest your dreams? If this is the case for you, I would highly suggest checking out my program, Moon Magic. This is an online program that takes you through a complete lunar cycle So from new moon through the first quarter moon, through the full moon and the last quarter moon, and it's going to explain how each of these lunar phases affects your energy. When you understand how lunar energy affects you, you also learn how to better align to stick to your habits and reach your goals. This is something that I have been doing for nearly a decade now, and I can tell you that working with the moon has fast-tracked my ability to make my dreams come true. It also helped me to develop a deeper go-with-the-flow feeling when it came to handling the outer world. Once I started to understand how lunar energy affected the collective, I started to understand that not everything was my fault, and I also didn't take things so personally when people reacted or acted in a certain way. Basically, when I learned to align myself with the moon and understand the different phases of lunar energy, I started to understand myself and my life. I also found a path to navigate this modern day world with more understanding and peace. So, if you've been curious about more than just the full moon and why it makes people crazy, This is where you start. You'll go on this whole lunar cycle with me. And once you come through on the other side with a new new moon, I'm hoping that you will have gained the knowledge and wisdom you need to navigate this modern day world a little bit more effectively. To find out more about this program, you can go to venalinae.com slash moon magic. That's venalinae.com slash moon m-a-g-i-c-k that's magic with a k and you can read more about the program there you can read all about the program content as well as my own personal journey with the moon for tuning into this episode today i'm going to give you a discount on the program Listeners can receive 13% off by entering the code PODCASTMOON at the checkout. That's 13% off for 13 moons in a moon calendar year. So if you want to save 13% on moon magic, go to venalinae.com slash M-O-O-N-M-A-G-I-C-K and enter the code PODCASTMOON at checkout. I'm going to do a tarot reading. I have the tarot cards pulled for tonight. I also pulled a bonus spirit animal guard card just in the sake of being in this season of magic. This is a really strong season for divination. So if you work with cards or you work with 
um, any sort of divination tools, this is a really good time to be doing it, like the I Ching. Um, if you use like a Ouija board, if you cast dice, if you um, <laughs> if you pretty much do anything, scrying right now could be really useful. Um, there's a lot of different ways that you can connect to the realms of the divine. As I say, I'm a channeler of the divine. Um, and one of the main ways that I use it is through astrology and the moon and also through pulling cards. So I pulled cards for tonight and for this lunar cycle, and I want to talk about those. But real quick, before I forget, I have to mention the retrogrades and the things going on right now with Uranus. Uranus is the planet of shakeups, breakups, and revolution. It's opposing the moon right now. It's opposing Mars right now. It's opposing Mercury right now, and it's opposing the sun when you're in an opposition in planets, it can be almost like this tension of energy. So right now we have this planet of revolution coming into the planet of darkness, which basically means big surprises. <laughs> big surprises could happen. Big changes could happen really fast. And also because Mars is opposing Uranus, we could have changes when it comes to work. We could have changes in how we're going to battle or like freedom fighting, so to say. Um, there's a lot of revolution happening when it comes to the way that we do our work to heal as well. So you might have big aha moments in um, your own therapies or your own ways to heal. You might be inspired to um, do a new treatment or take a new medicine or take a new path of spiritual healing. There's a lot of different options there. But then Uranus itself is in retrograde right? So that means that this planet is kind of spinning backwards. So it's making us look back at our past a little bit before we make these changes into our future. It's kind of like, do you want history to repeat itself or do you want to do something differently? Kind of like what I mentioned before with the karma of ourselves, right? Do we want to take another trip doing the same thing, having the same garden, having the same experiences, or do we want to do something differently? Do we want to be challenged in a different way? This can happen right now with this planetary alignment of Uranus retrograde. We also have Neptune retrograde, which means that the veil is very thin along with being very thin with Scorpio and the new moon. So this is a time for us to connect to our ancestors, as I mentioned before. But it's also time to connect to our guides, just anything on the other side in general, maybe do work in our meditative spaces or our dream spaces. If you're able to lucid dream, this is a good time to do that or any other dream work. Um, earlier, Amy mentioned inner child. This is a great time to do inner child work. You can invite your inner child to come to you in your dreams and do work there. I had a really powerful inner child experience during a sensory float deprivation a couple of weeks ago that made me realize that I needed to detach from some of my childhood traumas because my victim ego was attaching too much to it and causing me to feel, um, it was causing me to restrict myself now. So, you know, we can do a lot of powerful work with our inner child and with Neptune retrograde, this is the time to do it. You can also invite your ancestors to visit you in your dreams for more wisdom or insight if you're looking for that as well. Finally, Chiron, the wounded warrior, the asteroid is in retrograde, which means that our wounds are still going to be coming up right now. You know, Scorpio season is that time of the wounds, the past, the things that hurt us, our shadow side experiences that traumatized us even 
these things can come up to the surface right now. And because the scorpion represents like that stinging and that poison, this is a time where we might have really toxic emotional stuff coming up from our past because Chiron is in retrograde bringing it up as well. Now, remember that shining light on it, just becoming more awareness of that wound itself will bring air to it and help you to heal. But this is also a great time to just make sure that you are continuing to take your medicine spiritually or physically or medically, you know, but making sure that you're really taking care of yourself and you're doing the things that you need to do to really heal those wounds for good. You know, don't just put a little spiritual band-aid on it and let it creep back down and come back up to the surface again. This is the portal with this Chiron retrograde to really be doing the work on healing that stuff for good. Okay, that's all of the planetary stuff I wanted to talk about. Now we're going to talk about the tarot. I'm going to take a deep breath. Just taking a moment to call on the cards to bring through the messages we need to hear and see and know. We thank you for these cards. We thank you for this time to just understand the things that we need to know. So I always pull a past, present, and future card. Present card, or sorry, the past card I pulled is the Three of Cups. Three of Cups. And Three of Cups represents good stuff. Rebirth, new beginnings. This is literally that like life, death, rebirth cycle that we can see the triple archetype of the Scorpio. We have been in Scorpio energy since October 21st, so it's not like um, it just came around. It's been in our past as well. The Three of Cups can also represent a time of actual birth of a child or birth of like a project or an idea or you're just getting excited about something else that you want to bring into the world. It doesn't have to be like a physical human. This is also a return to health. This uh, card represents healing and Scorpio moon is a healing moon. So this is a time again for us to be doing the work to help alchemize our energy or alchemize our emotions and shift our energy so that we can continue to grow. Notice how the cups are stacked. I find that really interesting. You know, the more that we process our emotions, the more that we do evolve and grow. So Three of Cups is asking you to continue to do that shadow work now. For the present card, I pulled the King of Cups. Now, cups are always a symbol of emotion, and the King of Cups represents somebody who rules with kind of their sacral chakra. He rules with his intuition. He's very empathetic and very sensitive, and because of that, he can make really strong decisions, very quick decisions. I feel like this is also a little bit of that Uranus opposition right now because the King of Cups makes decisions without really dwelling on them or going back and forth. And you know, we just got out of Libra season and speaking from being a Libra myself, I'll tell you that Libras just can't make decisions. We cannot make choices. It's really hard for us we have to like weigh out all the options. We have to be fair. So we've moved past that now. We're in Scorpio season right now. Scorpio's got the stinger like, uh-uh, I can take care of that. I can make a decision. I'm not gonna dwell on it. This is how I feel. This is what I want right now, no worries. That's the King of Cups energy. So if you have opportunities right now to really shift and change, 
this is the time to do it. I know it's weird if you're going by the Gregorian normal calendar that we all operate by, that January through December calendar. We move to the holidays and it feels like it's not a time to move into new beginnings, but it is. The Samhain portal is like witch's new year. Like this is the time to plant the seeds. This is the time to make the quick decisions on how we want to rule our life over this next year. Now, the King of Cups also represents a little bit of an awkward energy, you know, because he's so empathetic, because he's so sensitive, he's kind of awkward and people kind of question his ability to rule from time to time. Neptune is in retrograde. The veil is thin. It's a Scorpio new moon. The veil is thin. If you are hearing voices in your head, if you are being guided a certain direction, if you have people visiting you in your meditations and dreams, you are not crazy. You're sensitive. And you probably got some clear sensitivities and you're very empathetic. And because you feel a certain way and because maybe you are an empath, and I'm going to guess if you're on this transmission, you're an empath, you might be feeling really awkward about the upcoming holidays. I just laughed that I pulled this card because I was literally talking about this with a friend today. I get weird around the holidays because I don't have family that I'm like actively like involved with I have a mother in my life that wants nothing to do with me. My father is gone. My sister has disappeared. I don't know where she is. And my other family is kind of distant. Some of my family haven't wanted to have anything to do with me over the past years because of my choices around health. You know, it's been a really crazy time. And the holidays just get me a little awkward. And I don't know how to be because I'm not that typical like, Woo, joyful holiday season, Christmas, Thanksgiving. I also don't eat meat. I don't want to sit around a turkey. I don't want to sit around a ham. (laughs) I don't want to sit around animal food products. It's cool if that's your life. There's no judgment here, but it's not my life. And so I just feel very awkward. Christmas is a time of gift giving. I'm weird about materialism, especially because four years ago, I went to India during the holidays, during Thanksgiving and right before Christmas. So I came back feeling very strange about materialism and have ever since. I'm a very empathetic, sensitive person and I feel very awkward about the holidays. So if you're one of those people too, the King of Cups sees you. The Tarot sees you and says, hey, you do you, boo. You take time to be with yourself when you need to. You be a hermit when you need to. You take power of your life. November is about saying no to the things that do not light up your fire. Okay? Say it now. Say no when you want to. Get into the practice. Saying no to the things you want to say no to plants an energetic seed and it builds you more courage and confidence to keep saying no in the future. If you truly rule your life like a king or a queen, you don't owe anybody an explanation on why you're saying no. No is a complete sentence. It's okay to say no. Okay, I'm off my soapbox or whatever this king of cups is standing on. (laughs) They want you to know that it's okay to be awkward right now. It's okay to be a hermit. It's okay to be antisocial. It's okay to feel weird around the holidays. It's okay to not feel the way that everybody else is feeling right now about anything 
in the world. You just rule your life with your sovereignty and your truth and how you feel from the inside. Let your inner light and your inner wisdom guide you. And don't let anything else bother you on the outside because you got this. Nothing's going to get to you if you rule your life that way. Now for the future card, I pulled the temperance card. I keep pulling this card and guess what? It's the card of Sagittarius, which is the season to come. So you can see that this is the angel of time standing in a river of water, also pouring from two cups. So did you notice the cup energy? Three of cups, king of cups, temperance pouring from cups of water. So much feels on the collective right now. So much emotion swirling around within you right now with this new moon, okay? Now this angel of time, she's handling her emotions. She's alchemizing her emotions. She's containing her emotions. She's not spilling the cup over. She's not waving the cup around. She's managing things and she's taking care of things. And kind of like that king of cups, she's really making sure that she's listening to what's coming through from the inside. This is also a card representative of that shadow work, the river of time representing past, present, future. Her foot is in the present right now, okay? She's not standing in the past. She's not clinging on. She's not letting the current take her on into the future. She's staying in the present because the future, when we call ourselves into the stories of the future that don't exist, a lot of times we bring about anxiety. And when we live in our past, a lot of times we live in that victim space. So now is the time to do the shadow work, to go back at those icky parts of your past that you need to deal with, and it's time to feel differently about them. Maybe you just hold a little bit of love and light, a little bit of gratitude. Maybe you just breathe one breath of fresh air into that thing, that person, that experience, that relationship, whatever that wound is. Just put a little bit of awareness and fresh air into it. Maybe you just set the intention to heal it in the future, but you got to bring light to this stuff because you always have that ability to heal. You always have that ability to feel differently. Now, I also want to mention that this is the angel of time and this represents patience, okay? We're moving into a time of darkness. This is not the time to see the plants grow and bloom, right? This is the time to plant the bulbs, like planting garlic bulbs or planting flower bulbs, right? We're just gonna wait. We're gonna wait and see what happens in the darkness. There's so much potential in those seeds, but now is not the time to harvest. Now is not the time for growth. It's the time to just turn within and be patient and be still and be quiet and trust in our magic as we wait. We've gotta wait a little longer before we start to see some things come to fruition, okay? I think it's gonna be a long, dark, cold winter energetically. I think we've got some stuff we've still got to journey through while all these other planets and stuff are still in retrograde. But on the other side of it, we'll see the light. We're just not there yet. So in this time when the future is so uncertain, a time when it's really difficult to make plans as well, we've got to embrace a little bit of patience. We've got to embrace some deep breaths so that we can manage our energy and manage our emotions. I also just want to mention that 
Sagittarius energy is all about like travel and exploration and seeing the world. And this is also temperance and patience around that because there's a lot of restrictions around travel and I think that that's going to continue. So be patient if you're traveling. Also because of this Mercury um, being kind of with the sun right now, we're almost feeling a bit of a Mercury retrograde type feel. So this isn't the greatest time to be making like last minute travel plans with this lunar portal or with this Scorpion lunar cycle. Um, you might wanna wait until Sagittarius season to make those plans. Finally, I did pull a bonus card tonight. I pulled the Hawk Spirit, which says, let spirit be your guide. And I thought it was interesting that we pulled this one considering I was talking about that eagle archetype of the scorpion energy and soaring high above on the winds with the wind god by you. But Hawk Spirit tells us to let our ancestors guide us. Let the angels guide us. Let those that maybe have been there before guide us, even on this plane. Let others help guide you along your journey. Seek out a therapist. Seek out a healer. Seek out a doctor. Seek out somebody that just has hindsight and can help you through it. Call on your inner wisdom. Call on your inner knowing from your past lives. Call on everything around you to guide you through the darkness, to guide you through the shadow lands, to guide you through winter. There's a really great story. I don't want to take up any more of your time tonight. I'm going to let you do it on your own if you're interested, but there's a really great shamanism story about the hawk. See if you can go find it. It's about the hawk trying to fly up to the sun. It's a shamanism story and it's really great. And I think it's perfect for this portal that we're in right now. So go look that up if you wanna learn more about hawk spirit, but know that the hawk is guiding you right now. Just a little recap here. Past card, three of cups. Rebirth, new beginnings, life cycle stuff, embracing healing, new paths, new journeys, new excitement, new life, giving life to new things. Present card, the king of cups, being intuitive and leaning into that, trusting in how you feel, trusting in who you are, ruling your life with sovereignty, and taking time for yourself when you need it. And then holding temperance for the future, holding patience as we move through this river of time and consequence. Do your shadow work, alchemize your emotions, embrace your ability to have free will to always make change. You're on the path of exploring new adventures. Be patient. And Hawk Spirit will guide you. Call in your ancestors, your angels, and your guides to carry you through. They've been there. They can help you. They'll still let you do the work on your own, but they're going to guide you along the way. That is what I have for you tonight, Moon Sisters and Moon Brothers. Thanks for tuning in with me. I hope that I've given you some insight on what's going on right now in the cosmos and with this new moon and the Scorpio energy.
And I'm sending you lots of love and light as you journey through this shadow season. I'll make a small little plug here. Tonight is the last night to get early bird savings on Conscious Creatress, by the way. If you want to spend time with me in the online world, in the ether for four lunar cycles, doing your shadow work, healing your emotional wounds, taking new paths, actually working on your dreams with the moon, I would love to have you join into that sisterhood. Early bird pricing ends tonight. Go to venalene.com. Go to store, you'll see it, click on it, you'll even read all about it. You've probably gotten my emails. Just wanna put that plug in there. But otherwise, I just send you so much love and light and healing vibrations because this is a, it's a good moon to work on yourself, but it can be challenging, it can be hard. It's something else about the King of Cups, you know, all of this intuitiveness is challenging sometimes. It makes them awkward, it makes them a hermit. You can be a hermit now too, you can take rest. You can be a recluse like the scorpion. Embrace that ability to be in your darkness. You find so much light when you're just in the darkness, when you give yourself that time to be there. The more you find that light from the inside, the more you shine on the outside, the more joy you have, and the less shadows you have to go through. You take care of them. Amy says, best circle ever. You rocked it and hit it out of the park. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Amy. Speaking from your Scorpio. So I take that as a big compliment. <laughs> thanks. Lisa says, thank you. Thanks, everyone, for tuning in. We're going to meet again on the uh, full moon. It's a full moon and a partial lunar eclipse in Taurus. It's going to be November 19th. That's a Friday. And that one will be at 7 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central Time here on the Vina Lene Facebook page. We'll talk about eclipse energy. We'll talk about the full moon in Taurus. Do not set your crystals outside with that full moon. I'll just tell you now, don't do it. <laughs> we'll talk about why here in a couple of weeks. So until we see each other next time, may we all be happy. May we all be happy healthy. May we all heal. May we all know peace. May we all feel love. And so it is. Blessed be moon sisters and moon brothers. Namaste. I hope today's message served you. If you enjoy the Follow Your Path podcast, I would love for you to leave a review. As a thank you, every month I do a drawing from the reviews and I choose one person to win a free one hour, one-on-one -on -one soul coaching session with me. This can be done in person or online depending on where you are. I also feature reviews on my website and social media, so thank you for the feedback and the testimonials. It truly is an honor to be here. Thank you so much for tuning in and I look forward to meeting with you again in the next episode.